COVID lockdown times when we're all confined to our house. We're constantly trying to find a better way to bring you the show with better audio quality. We tried a new way this week. It didn't work so well. I'm sorry. Please bear with us. I hope you still enjoy the show and next week we definitely won't use this program again. I'm uh... Honey, otherwise known as Miss Honey Analworker, and this is My Mom is a Porn Star. It was supposed to be episode 10, but we're having technical problems, and Maz wasn't able to join us online because we can't get it working. It's going to have to be an unleashed episode, and so that would make it an episode 9.1, just to really confuse the fuck out of you. So... <laughs> We have a guest tonight, or I have a guest, seeing as Mazza's hasn't been able to get her end working. And that is my bestie from back in the day. She's known me since I was a little tacker. Get our hails. Hello, how is everyone today? I'm doing all right. Oh, I'm good. still in fucking lockdown. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? Over, thank God for streaming platforms. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> do say he's Saturday on the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, although uh, the last couple of days I have been good. I've been working on my leather working. Yeah. What are you making? Some harnesses. The problem oh. is I can't be asked actually doing the math to figure out the length. <laughs> of this. So I've just been cutting out all these strips and strips and strips of leather and gluing bits together going, oh, that's already when I decide to make something. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck Maz. My head hurts. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Uh the six P's. Was it was yeah. it perfect preparation prevents piss poor performance. Uh yeah, we'll go with that. That's totally yeah. what I'm um go uh, aiming for instead of yeah. the other P which is procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> So, Hale, you're um, all the way up in bloody Queensland. You actually yeah. to move around. We do, yeah. Well, we were in lockdown for a while as well, and that was um, that was going to send us a little bit crazy. You guys can move a little bit further than we can. We had a 2K uh, limit to our exercising facilities, and unfortunately I live 2.2 pace from the lovely beach down the way, <laughs> so we could <laughs> see everyone walking around, and we weren't allowed to go there. We didn't want to anyway because... Everyone in our town ended up being down there. They were all breathing on each other. We thought, yeah, we're better off just start taking the dog to the, the local park anyway because no one's there. Yeah, the, yeah we're, we're fine at the moment. It is recommended to wear more masks when you're going out to the shops and things like that. Um, you keep your jokes yourself and you don't share them with everyone else, which we're doing. My partner actually yeah. bought me a lovely mask with skulls on it so I can you know, go out to the bookshop and scare the lovely little old ladies there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we're doing quite well. 
Oh, cool. I, I ordered friggin' some masks way back at the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, Are you still waiting? Still waiting. They still haven't arrived because, <laughs> surprise, surprise, they're coming from China. <laughs> oh, oh, well, <laughs> you want to be careful with those. Well, I ordered hand sanitizer back at the beginning as well. I actually got mine, but I ordered three uh, one-litre pumps, and when it turned up, it was three 80-mil little pumps instead, and they completely shut down shop, and you can't contact them, and Amazon's taken them off their store, so I can't even contact anyone and say, you rotted me from the hand sanitizer. <laughs> it took six yeah. months to get here, and then it was crap when it showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect these masks aren't going to be much chop either, and I'll probably end up sewing some more layers onto them myself. But mm. one's like it's got the Pornhub logo on it. Oh, yeah. And the other one's got is like a – a parody of the Pornhub logo and it's Stay at Home Hub. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, so I sort of just had to because, yes. you know, it's yeah. yeah. And God damn it, send them to me already. <laughs> well, let's hope they turn yeah. up anyway. I've seen the ridiculous decorative ones that are just like mesh or diamond. Oh, yeah, I, I saw ones that people had crocheted out of lace. <laughs> It's like people don't understand the concept of how breathing works. <laughs> wow. Some people believe that two um, penguins walked from Antarctica to get on an ark, but, you know. <laughs> Unicorns are probably hanging around as well, but they were too busy eating weed and they saw the ark and they are like, that must be a mirage. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we thought unicorns existed, but they don't really <laughs> They found that those fossils. Oh, what friggin' this in Siberia of the of an animal that that previously they thought didn't coexist with humans, mm. and now they realise it did coexist with ancient oh. humans. Like the, the basis of where the the unicorn stories come from. There you go. Was that anywhere near the Was that anywhere near the anthrax spores that are um, defrosting in the permafrost in Siberia? Oh God. Yeah, that that started happening about five years ago. This was pre-COVID, so this was a disaster in the making just because of global warming and all that kind of stuff. It was like, hey, you know what? Everything's going to come out of the ground now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we got the zombie fires up in the Antarctic as well. That's okay. People are dressed generally buried in their best, so it's going to be a very formal affair when the zombie apocalypse happens. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't have much faith in the human population of surviving that the way people have assisted the things to try and keep COVID under control. It's always going to be survival of the fittest, isn't it? Well, yeah. Survival of the the smartest, too, that can understand science. (laughs) How germs work, it's pretty basic, really. I mean, I had to confine a kid to his room today for gastro because I understand how germs work. You stay away from people (laughs) who are sick. the upside we've had a really good flu season this year Hardly yeah we flu. have Queensland's rate, um, rate last year of transmission was 18,000 something cases and this year it's uh, coming in just under 5,000 so everyone's washing their hands more and stop being such, such, such feral grots I suppose <laughs> <laughs> you know we didn't we a lot of people didn't I washed my hands a fair bit because I used to be in the health profession and, and all that kind of stuff as a dental assistant a lot of people don't and then you're going to touch the trolleys and everything and you think you just walked out of the bathroom did you really wash did you really 
say my finger broke straight through the dunny paper and then I picked my nose and then I put my hands all over the trolley. Right? Yeah. Fuck oath, mate. Share some of me to go around for everybody. Yeah. And then you, <laughs> there's, there's some people, you, there's, you see some people lean on things and you think, don't put your ass on that. I've, I've got to touch that. Please don't. <laughs> In some situations, you might want your ass touched like that. This is not one of those situations. <laughs> it's like when I used to go to kink events wearing very short skirts and yeah. no underwear, but I'd be aware of, like, you know, I wouldn't want anything leaving all my pussy Wait. juices. Or, so, like, do this weird thing where I'd sit down, like, leaning to the side on one hip sort of thing so then yeah. my nether regions wouldn't be actually on the surface that everybody else had to sit on. Thinking of that... I actually read somewhere it was about German nudists. Everyone takes a bum towel is what they were saying. Oh, yes. You should have taken a bum towel. Well, you do that at swinging events. Yeah. I don't know, kink events. It doesn't go with my outfit. (laughs) You could have made your own and, like, demonted the edge or something like that, put in a flexible pencil. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe (laughs) take my own, like, latex sheet, little mini sheet to sit under me. Yes. Do they only come in black or do, can you get nice colours for that so I can match your outfit? Oh, you can order in from, like, places that supply latex to match your own outfit. If you're buying anything already made, things just pretty much come in black. Some red, maybe oh. a smidge of purple or dark blue if you're lucky. That's pretty much it. It's really... Oh, that's a really fucking boring colour palette. Yeah, it is. And then everybody ends up wearing the same stuff. What I hate is yeah. when I go to buy vibes and they're all weird colours, like... the. Cocks don't look that colour. Like, why can't it just be flesh coloured so it looks like a, something I actually want to insert in myself? <laughs> <laughs> or just, I saw this of... vibrant orange one. There's, there's like a khaki one. I'm like, khaki, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I have a bright orange one, but that's because that was the only colour they had in the store of the size that I need. I was going to say, is that so you don't lose it at King Commands? <laughs> My butt, you can find it. You stick a light, light flashlight in there and go, oh, and it glows. Bright orange thing. Stick an arm up there and retrieve it. <laughs> Have you seen those butt plugs that glow? No, I haven't. Oh my god, it's like they've got a light in them. Someone sent me a photo of it, and it was a girl wearing um, a clear skirt and <laughs> she had a butt plug in. They come in blue and pink. <laughs> Well, it's like if you go for a night walk, she can light the way. <laughs> we were on a dirt bike riding the other day with friends and they were talking about butt plugs because you put that in the exhaust of the bike so it doesn't get mud and water up the exhaust when you're cleaning them. So they collected all the butt plugs and they were joking about it. And one of the guys was joking about this and I said, you could wear one too and you can help her light the way. And he looked horrified at having something up his butt. I'm like, dude, you need to lighten the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they need me to come and hang out. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I know a few people who need to chill the fuck out. Seriously. I'm I'm forever being told people take me places, and I'll think that I'm being pretty tame, and I am being pretty tame by my standards. Oh yeah, but your I'm standards are way look. different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll start getting the look from whatever friend I'm with, going, "No, you're." taking it too far you know that sort of look and I'd be like yeah oh, I'm behaving and they're like no 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 more no can't take it anywhere yeah, bring it down another 17 decibels but then, then you wouldn't be able to hear me at all it'd just be I don't know I, don't I know, know what I'd do. 
Oh no, I I understand exactly where you're coming from. You've got to you feel like you've got to mute yourself for the beige people because they can't cope. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't like muting myself with the beige people either. No, I don't. Fucking, uh, uh, I'm pretty fucking fabulous the way I am. So uh, everyone's <laughs> fucking fabulous exactly the way they are. We're all born perfect. Well, I'm personally, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that theory <laughs> because I don't think Trump's pretty fucking fabulous. Oh, look, we, don't um, have to, we don't have to agree with each other. I'm just saying we all believe that we're pretty fucking fabulous. <laughs> he certainly does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh the, or- the orange beast needs to get out of that White House. Yeah. Well, he's got to be able to climb his fat ass over the wall he's built around him. <laughs> That's very true. So yeah. I'm a bit devo because mm-hmm. seeing as we couldn't get the technology to work on Maz's end, um, we didn't get to have our first on-air three-way. We did not, unfortunately. And then I could have, like, shared all sorts of stories with Mazza about three ways. Yes, you could have. I also could have shared a story that I've seen of yours. Of I'm pretty sure it was more than a three-way. Oh, oh, which one was that? Um, that was at a birthday party. I'm not sure if we can mention names. Brothers and cousins that we used to hang out <gasps> with in high school. Yes, I remember that. That was a lot of fun that night. Yeah, I went looking for her. I had no idea where you were. And Julie disappeared as well. And then I walked past her head down in a car. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was arguing about who the father of her child was. And like, actually, strangely, I was there and it's him. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird being able to witness that, but okay. <laughs> you you just happened to be around watching all oh. these different people have sex at different times. I fucking walked in on everyone, fucking, and I'm just like, it's not even, my, I don't even know the person who's having this birthday party. I was brought here with these people and they've got off fucking everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, had literally, I had no idea whose birthday party it was. <laughs> oh, that's why I went looking for you girls. I'm like, oh my God, really? Fine. That's the way it is. <laughs> Yeah, you were the one that tended to behave more out of us too. No, no, it wasn't because I wanted to behave. It was because I saw the choices and went, yeah, not that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that was. (laughs) My standards were always a bit different to you. Or should I say tastes? My tastes were a bit different. Our tastes are completely different, yeah. Yeah, I I left and went to Griffith where the, let's say the menu was brought up. Um, yeah. and started to dabble in the pool of doodles and then yeah, moved yeah. to Sydney went, holy cock, and experienced a lot of them. Did you find any that were worth the title of holy cock? Yeah, I'm still with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually funny. We, um, I could blame you on meeting a, another cock that was um, that caused... Uh, uh, there was a couple that were my fault, unfortunately, because you came to hang out with me and I happened to run into fuckwits. <laughs> I said, hi, I met my friend Fuckwit. And it, it happened to have a doodle attached and you went, woohoo. I know, I had such a bad habit in doing that. Actually, um, one of the most hilarious ones is I was at your place one time and I'd fucked was one this, guy. Was this when you lost the black nails? No, 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 this is a different time. Okay. So I'd fucked one guy that night that was a mate of yours and then I'd fucked another one another guy that was there at your place that was a mate of yours, and then we ended up doing a threesome. Oh, I remember. There's photos of that. Yes, there's photos, and I had to send my two cousin to get them. 
their photos of that. There's photos of that in panorama. Because <laughs> they're, they're the wide photos. And when you showed me those, I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I know. And it definitely wasn't because one of them needed the panorama to keep to get the whole cock view in. One of them. <laughs> and the other one. Oh, I'm not. I'm not Again, we can't name names. We know who we're talking about, though. Two Pants Man. Yes, one of them was Two Pants Man. Yes. Oh, my God. You, I, I don't, didn't know if you remember the Two Pants story. That was fucking hilarious. But people who don't know, obviously. Um, so we're all sitting in a room, myself, Honey, and Two Pants Man. He didn't have this nickname by that stage. Um, they decided they wanted to get a little bit freaky, and I said, there's my flatmate's room because I'm a generous person. <laughs> <laughs> And they went in there. So I started folding my laundry that I had in the lounge room and I'd folded two pairs of pants and they walked out and he'd already lit a cigarette. So they had time to undress, fuck, he came, they dressed again and lit a cigarette and walked out (laughs) in the time it took to fold two pairs of pants. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty uninspirational. (laughs) Oh my and God. I'm amazed that that person actually impregnated another of my friends and they had a child. Oh, the mind boggles. Doesn't but it? Of what, something I found really funny about that night was that each of the two guys that I'd hooked up with at different points during the night, each of them, like, we'd gotten, you know, you're having the big old deep and meaningful conversation as you do. Oh, do you? Had... <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I skip that. <laughs> Well, you know me, I'm not one for small talk. <laughs> yeah, but if you're naked, is there any point in talking? <laughs> that's that's sort of my theory anyway. I don't know. I'm a big one for chatting afterwards, so having, like, big conversations afterwards. But anyway, both of them, each of them at different points in the night, had somehow gotten at the conversation with me in the deep and meaningful said, gotten around to admitting that not only did they have an interest in trying sex with another man, but that each of them found the other one attractive. Did you know that those two people in particular had been friends for at least five years by that stage? So that's quite interesting. They lived in, not in the same room, but in close quarters um, in a hostel type situation. Ah, okay. Yeah, I then, of course, when we ended up having a threesome, I've tried to encourage them to do things to each other and they've both freaked out and did the whole toxic masculinity. Oh, fuck, no, no, I would never fucking oh. run And I'm just like, oh, my God, I know both of you want it and if there's any time to experiment, it's when there's another girl that if it's not working, you can just sort of change mm-hmm. direction and change things up, you know, yeah. it's like. But some some people just need time to get to that space as well and they need yeah. to and that's why relationships people need to have time in relationships because it's it's hard to develop trust in this world everything wants something from you it, it's difficult to know who to trust and to be vulnerable with someone is an incredibly difficult thing to do and men are taught to just not do that at all everyone's just boys are stopped being touched by like seven or eight years old and they're just on lockdown with everything. So yeah. to be emotionally open about things like that takes a very long time for a man to do with anyone. 
So just yeah. the fact of him telling you that he wants to do that doesn't mean he's ready to take the next step. It might be six months before he's ready to actually physically do anything. They've got to build up yeah. the courage in themselves before they can do that. Yeah, no, no, I could, I could understand what you're saying. And, yeah, I, I totally get that and understand that. It was just so funny because both of them confessed it to me yeah. that night and the both of them were like, no, no, no. <laughs> And that chick in the bath, and it was really weird. And I can't remember why it was weird. Now I just remember she was weird. I think oh. she she was weirded out that you were there, wasn't she, or that just another girl was there yeah, because she's not. And so at some point in my at that night, I was I think it might have been with her, and I went like riding somebody, and then somebody comes and starts brushing my hair. Oh, okay. That can be oh, quite sensual in itself, though. It was very bizarre. It must be her because I remember going, why the fuck are you brushing my hair? <laughs> well, mate, because brushing hair can be quite sensual for some people. Maybe they liked the look of your hair. It wasn't with their fingers or anything. They'd gotten a hairbrush from oh. somewhere. Oh, well, they were organised. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just put the camera on panorama and went, hang on, we'll get our ourselves ready. <laughs> <laughs> They're in training for, like, hair and makeup on a porn set. <laughs> hey, well, what, what better place to start? <laughs> I can do you with one of those people now, actually, just comes in and just freaking just fixes that little piece of hair out of your face yeah, on the they, porn set. They're called fluffers. No, no, we don't have fluffers anymore. Why not? That's stupid. Well, fluffers used to used to be used to get the the guys hard and stuff, and now in the ethical professional sort of world, sort of thing of these the modern day, um, you got to yeah, do it no, yourself. You got to do it yourself. Yeah, that's harassment to ask somebody else to do that. That's totally unprofessional and so really it's un- it's unprofessional to ask someone to get you ready, but it's not unprofessional to ask if you can have sex with them. Well, yeah, because we're getting paid. Well, they're getting paid as well. Yeah, but they're getting paid to go on set and do the performance. They're not getting paid to get the other person ready to do their job. Okay, I'm confused. Because if you advertise that this is what the job is and someone says, yes, I'm prepared to do that, how is that unethical? They're agreeing to it. There's there's consent there. Yeah. It's not like you're saying, hey, come and be a banana seller, and they turn up and you go, actually, this is the banana. (laughs) You know, it, there's no substitute or anything. It's all open and honest and consensual. I can get the point that you're trying to make. It's a grey line that people don't cross. I think possibly because people have abused the power of that situation in the past. Oh. And so I think it, it's the thing where, you know, if we have a really clear black and white line, then mm. things can't. You know, there's well, there shouldn't be a power abuse. There always tends to be a power abuse if there's so a dick the, involved. I was going to say, if, if there's more than one person, there's always someone that's stronger than another in some aspect. There's always a power imbalance yeah. of some kind. Yeah. So while it it oh. might, I say, if there's a dick involved, it um, <laughs> primarily tends to be males that abuse power. There, there is females mm. that do it as well. Yes. So yeah. But anyways, we've um got photos in Parama. I still do you still have the photos 
Yes, I do still have the photos floating no, no, around. I had them for a while. Yeah, I remember. How did I end up with them? I don't know. I just remember them being in my photo box and I was going through it one day they're down the bottom and before that I had been going through it with a very dear friend of mine so it would have been quite horrified to see that and I'd actually asked her to go and get something and I picked up the last photo and went, holy shit, that was good timing. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yes, I had came across those photos while I was packing. So, yes, I've definitely still got them. Oh, fantastic. They're about somewhere. I when I finish unpacking from the move, no doubt. I will find I'm not them. sure you'll find them again. <laughs> yeah, it is good to fun. have memories, though, as time goes on, and you know you're you're in a nursing home, and, and people come to visit you, and they say, "Do you want to go through your old photo albums?" And you and you have a little smile on your face and go, "Yeah, open that one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um. Yeah, because we was a small country town and mm. the chemists used to develop photos back then because we're, yes. we're showing our age. This is pre-digital age. This was when and you took 24 or 36 photos and you hoped that not all of them were black or blurry and you waited six weeks to get them back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so I couldn't exactly get them developed in town where the chemists, the local chemists would have seen them all and stuff. And recognised um, yeah. everyone. Yeah, so I had to get my mother-in-law who lived in Sydney to get them developed. <laughs> <laughs> that was not mother-in-law, sorry, stepmother. So that was an interesting conversation. I was going to say, it's even an interesting conversation with your mother-in-law, but what do you say to your stepmother? Hi, can you develop my porn, please? I can't say I remember how I brought it up with her. I think I sort of had did the whole, you know, the... Uh, um, I've got these photos that I need to get developed and <laughs> personal nature. <laughs> um. Oh, and her reaction when she opened them, because she would have opened them. She had to. Have. Oh, I reckon she would have. Who, yeah, who does? Oh, I personally wouldn't. I wouldn't most either. People, most people would totally have a little, like, geezer. Yeah. I would want to. Like, don't get me wrong. The temptation is incredibly, incredibly strong. There's no, oh, I'm going to be a good person. I would sit there and stare at it and, and force myself not to look at them. <laughs> because, you know, I'm curious about people and shit. Yeah, but I'm not curious about that sort of stuff about people that I'm not attracted to. Oh, now, see, I wouldn't have known if, it was, if I'm developing someone else's photos and they say, can you pick these up? You know, it might be someone's holiday and you think, what if they went to Greece? You open it up and it's, what, what if Chris visited no. them? <laughs> that, that is a bit of a, um, you know, double entree for for certain things, you know. You yeah. know <laughs> do you offer Greek? It could be a double entendre, definitely. Like when people come into um, the intro and they ask me, oh, do you offer Greek or do you offer Roman? Mm. And They don't mean Tovers, do they? <laughs> we know it's code for different sexual acts i figured and as I'm much <laughs> as fabulous as i'd look in a toga um and i always go oh do you mean and because i want to clarify and make sure we're on the same page that we're yes. talking about the same thing yep. you know and people be like they won't say it they won't be able to say that they want anal or, or vomit or whatever they'll be like mm. you know Greek or you know, do they sort of, they sort of mime it and, and like make make you guess? <laughs> the 
well, the miming isn't very in-depth, let me tell you. It's rather <laughs> lacking in description as well. <laughs> it's just like, I'll be going, it's okay, you can say it. It's where everything happens here, anything goes, we're all like adults and I do all the weird fucked up shit, no embarrassment, no shame, just tell me so I know exactly what you want. They still won't freaking say it. Yeah, it takes a long time to get that trust going with someone. Do you have repeat clients, like does it take three or four visits for them to start being more prepared to actually tell you what they want? Um, No, not really. So some it takes a while. Uh, most The thing is they won't tell you what you want. They just get in the room and try to be able to do it. Oh, well, that's not that No, it's not. And then, of course, you haven't prepped. Yeah. Because you haven't cleaned anything out. That's because right. Because you weren't expecting that because you asked them in the intro. Mm-hmm. And you asked them when you do the health check, is there anything special you're after today or anything in particular? No, no, we can't mention the words and tell you. And then friggin' then they want to do stuff and then then like, oh, my God, heaven forbid if they get shit on the dick. Well, if you had been a big boy and used your words. Yes. Communicated effectively. Oh, I'm sick of men saying, oh, it, it's up to them to figure out what I mean. I'm not good at communication. If I wasn't good at walking, do I get to say to everyone else, please drag me around? Get better at communication. It's not difficult. There's a fucking internet with apps to teach you now. <laughs> There's an app for that. Isn't that the thing? Here, take a pen and pencil. Draw a drawing if you need to. <laughs> we used to play Pictionary when we were kids. We could draw shit. <laughs> do a little poo emoji. I want to do you in the pooper. <laughs> what would you do for that? Just draw a circle and colour it in? <laughs> this is anal. <laughs> communication it's it's a job that I I definitely laud you for it's not something that I could do I don't have the patience for other people (laughs) quite honestly I live in a house with three males I don't have enough patience for them I couldn't imagine doing the job that you do yeah you're so right patience is such a huge part of the job not throttling people is Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's what they've asked for. But let's <laughs> <laughs> pay for the privilege. <laughs> and then you charge extra. <laughs> yes. Hey, do you get danger pay? <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> I, I've dated a few fellows in different trades and things like that. I dated one bloke who actually helped build um, the World Tower in Sydney. And when you go above a certain level, they're stuck in danger pay because they're so far off the pla- off, you know, off the face of the earth and all that kind of thing. Girls should get that as well because you've dealt with so many people that day. It's like being in retail. You should be able to fight a customer once a day just to get over all the shit, you know, (laughs) and get danger pay while you're doing it. (laughs) Or um, some sort of levy for the wear and tear in your body after so many clients. Oh, yeah. We literally keep... um, condoms full of like frozen condoms full of water in the freezer at work because yeah you get a bit sore oh yeah you gotta go and ice yourself some days i get sore after sessions with my partner he is not a short laster um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah no i completely understand where you're coming from more than one of that a day in in succession over and over would just oh my god how do you walk well, yeah, and it's not only that, it's like you're not being, as a worker, you have a lot of bad sex with a lot of people that mm. either don't care about 
the female body and arousal and getting them there sort of thing oh. or they say plain don't know so mm. you're quite often your body's not as warmed up and prepared for sex as it would be in your private life that's right yes because the cervix the, the vagina sort of lengthens a little bit to accommodate the man's penis and the cervix drops back a couple of centimeters as well and it softens yeah exactly so i um found when I was doing working independently mm. because I could hear the shower going because you make them shower before a booking, mm. that my brain started very quickly within the first two weeks started to associate the sound of water, like the shower mm. with sex. And you conditioned yourself to sort of get yourself in the, the mood of it? Yeah. Yeah, now I work in a parlour and we leave the room while they have the shower. I don't have that same trigger. Mm. So it's... I don't know, is that is the room that you're in, does it have a tap or something? Can you run a tap or something maybe and, like, simulate the noise? It doesn't have a tap and that would be really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, the things people do in those showers. Well, actually, I was just, I was just thinking, do all of them actually have a shower? I remember my mum telling me when she was little because she was a mad horse rider and little kids are like this, you used to get told to go and have a shower and she'd turn it on and just stand next to it and put her hand in it and so it would sound like someone was under the water. Do they do that and come out they're still filthy sometimes? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. quite a few that do that. They try to get away with that yeah. or they just yeah. run water on their chest and somehow that magically washes all of them. It's like, dude, it's all the nether regions that we need washed. Right, oh. and, it, and it requires soap and um, manual removal. <laughs> yeah, I know. You literally see shit dags on the guys. You oh know, my like they have Yeah, yeah, they haven't wiped their ass properly and they haven't washed them, uh, their ass properly. So then they've got little pieces of shit hanging off the hairs in their ass crack. I've never been more thankful for my three clean boys in all my life. It's just like it's just how how do people live like that? The amount of dick cheese and shitty Ooh. ass cracks that we see. Oh. That's phenomenal. I couldn't do your job in the slightest. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, God. Fellas, wash yeah. your nutsack. Wash your dick. Oh. If you don't want to touch it, keep it clean. <laughs> we invented soap for a reason. That salmonly smell that. Oh, my that God. Is- yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to have a strong stomach for that. Yeah, hygiene's definitely a problem with quite a few clients. And, and the ones that come in, you get the occasional one that's come in and you can see that they really take care of their personal hygiene or that they've gone to a real effort to make themselves nice and presentable. Yeah. To come you stand there and, do you stand there in your head and go, oh, pick me, pick me, you're clean? <laughs> yeah, you should see us all in the room. We're all like, mm, didn't he smell nice? Oh, wasn't he nice and clean? Oh, I'll have that one, you know. <laughs> We do the whole like we all intro and everything, have a little talk, and then we go and have our little gossip over who you know who wants this one and who doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, the clean, um, nice smelling ones definitely. Like the girls are all like, "Oh, I'll have some of that one." Yeah. And then the ones that don't, 
you walk into because like different parlors have different setups how you intro but our ones have little rooms sort of like about the size of a dunny stall where oh, wow, you intro yeah but this is for just introing this is just your yes your meet and greet to see so see if the girls are your type or or whatever or if you are willing to see the client because we can ref- refuse clients yeah so you but you get your own little private room to be able to discuss things in private in some places you're in a big room and you don't get to have that talk in private. Oh, that would make it difficult for the client. Yeah, I, I really don't like those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so one that I was at before I came to the one that I'm at now, it was a situation where they were fairly busy. So you'd have several clients into like looking or viewing girls, introing all at once. Yeah. And you as the girl would just have to go out into this relatively decent sized room stand in the middle and somehow try and pitch yourself to numerous men sitting all around you yeah I remember there's a movies that show brothels that are sort of set up like that and I've always thought that's such an uncomfortable way of doing it sex even if it's a paid transaction between people it's still a very personal thing and you don't really want to be announcing your fantasy to all joe blogs around you that they they are your community members a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and me being a bigger person, um, a lot of the guys don't want to admit to other guys that they're into bigger women. So that's definitely and something that's they rather keep yeah. up and work. Yeah. that society ridiculously, isn't it? Yeah. Two we pants men like all women for the cushion. He was a self-admitted fatty lover, he used to call himself. <laughs> like that song that's doing the rounds on TikTok at the moment. I like them big. I like them chunky. Chunky. But, yeah, so sometimes that little intro, like little private intro room that we have and everything, you'll walk in to go and talk to them Mm. and the second you walk through the door, it's just like, oh, the stench. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like, oh, 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 God. And you just walk out of there going, holy crap, nope. No, don't want that one. It stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I can imagine a whole bunch of men sitting around as well. If they're all, you know, if, they, if they've come there on a, a stag night or something, they've all been out drinking, they're all sweating heavily, they've been walking and talking and all that kind of stuff, and that's a whole lot of men in a room. Men have, a, <laughs> men have an odour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a musk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so you've got like the BO overwhelming stench or the yeah. when they've been drinking a lot of alcohol. Yep. Or the potheads, you know, you're walking, you're like, oh, God, yep, no, yeah, no. Oh. Um, so all yeah. the ones that you're talking to them that they've got dry mouth from being off their face so much that you can see the white pasty tongue. Oh, yes. To they've got that line across their lip and you're like, oh, my God, you just pride yourself apart. Are you dry down to your tonsils? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so bad. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine you'd get many nice clean fellas coming through. Um, I find guys like the attractive and with people skills types and mm. everything, those sorts of types that are too busy or whatever and they just um they want to see a sex worker for whatever reason, they tend to get to go to the independent girls rather than or route, however you want to put it, rather than parlours. So I wonder why that is. I don't know, but I notice there's a very big difference in clientele from when I worked independent to when I worked parlour. Oh. Uh, whereas the parlor, it's you tend to get oh sometimes you get tradies in on their lunch break yeah sometimes yeah, some of them are alright but um 
Tradie's yeah, up. Tradie. Yeah. So my, I, I like an all right, Tradie. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so you tend to get a lot of socially awkward people that don't know how to interact with women um, mm. and you know, get a lot of older men or mm. whatever reasons. But yeah. Not to um, appear able or anything like that. Do you get a lot of disabled and handicapped people in who don't, because a lot of people don't tend to want to form relationships with, with disabled and handicapped people for a lot of different reasons. So they find themselves looking for love a lot of the time as well. I wouldn't say we get a lot, but we definitely get some. We definitely get a percentage. Our particular parlour was built with disabled clientele in mind. So oh, good. We're, we're actually one of the few that are fully, um, well, before we had the dungeon, sorry, we were fully wheelchair accessible. Unfortunately, now we've got the big dungeon. The big dungeon is upstairs, so we're no oh. longer fully wheelchair accessible. But mm. before that, the massage room, all the general full service rooms and everything, the showers and everything, all fully wheelchair accessible. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, so that's pretty good. I do love that about my work, that it's mm. inclusive that way. And a lot of us would love, like, we want the dungeon to be wheelchair accessible as well, but just the way the building is, um, mm. the dungeon's in a old part of the building, and that's what you'll find with a lot of parlours is the licences go with the premises and the licences are 30, 40, however many years old mm. and they're in these really old cruddy buildings full of stairs. Yeah. So, But a good chunk of our building is new building so um, that we could build all those rooms with access into them. Yeah. Um, so that's good. But um, the showers, oh, my God, that was what I was going to tell you about the showers before. Like we have disinfectant hanging on all our showers so we can spray them down after yep. every client. Well, you'd have to for fungus and everything. Well, yeah, there's that. But they do fucking weird shit. So, you know, most of us are pissed in a shower at some point in our lifetime. Okay, oh, right here. I just spray on your feet and it gets rid of your own tear. I've never had foot fungus and I reckon that's, I reckon that's mine. <laughs> it's my shower. I can do what I want. <laughs> So that you'd sort of, because you're then there, because they went doing their their shower at the end of the booking, you're mm. in the room with them then. So maybe they wouldn't want to piss in front of people, or you'd think they wouldn't want to, but, you know, it's well, not. Mate, considering what they just did with you, I don't think they care about that stage. Well, this is the funny thing. I haven't ever really seen them, anybody do a piss in the shower after a booking. I have seen them blow the <laughs> snot out of their nose through the whole thing out each nostril and like literally blow big goblets of snot out of their nose I have seen people I've got one particular client he makes himself vomit every time after the booking what the fuck yeah, so that all goes down the shower and there's wait, another wait, 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 wait. You're supposed to vomit in the toilet and flush it. What the fuck is that doing in the shower? Well, only one of our rooms has toilets. The rest of them don't have a toilet in it. It's just a shower, no sink, no toilet. What if you get the urge in the middle to take a dump? Like you have to wrap a towel over yourself and run down the hallway? Yeah, well, this is the thing because um, we're a trans parlour as well. A lot of the trans girls would like toilets in the room because, you know. And that just makes sense to me. Well, it makes sense to me too, but I don't own the building uh, and I don't manage the business, so I, mm -hmm. I don't get a say. It makes a lot of sense because quite often if you're not used to anal, if you're having anal and then you'll have the urge to poo. So well, yeah. then but no, because there is no toilet in the room, then the clients go and shit in the shower. 
Well, they have to. They've got no other option because they haven't been given the option. That's awful for them. Yeah. how they feel. That's horrible. Yeah. Most of them are considerate enough that they'll push the shit down the drain with their own toes, you know. Oh, my God. (laughs) They're not the ones leaving there for you to do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like, <laughs> like I thought aged care was gross. Wow. <laughs> and I remember we had one of the bathrooms, uh, one of the showers redone, and there's one of the girls. She douches. She has one of the shower douches that hook up to the shower. We unscrew off the shower head, and you screw on this hose, and it comes straight out of the wall up your butt. Right. So, well, that's a that's a fair whack of pressure. It is, um, but is that, nat- safe, is that safe for the the lining of yourself? Well, you'd have to have it on pretty low pressure. I know that I did something when I was younger, not knowing the ins and outs, and Ed, my partner, turned on the hose. Mm. It, uh, being young and stupid, and it was- <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd seen it on a porno, as people, young people do. Oh, I saw it on a porno. That looked pretty cool. Let's yeah, go I'm do that. Not fucking research it at all, so we don't hurt. Yeah, this is when we didn't have cheap access to the internet back then, so I didn't have That's internet. True. So, um, so yeah, and I can remember feeling it go pum 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 around all the corners of my intestines, <laughs> like. Oh. <laughs> There's like a dodging power on the inside of you. <laughs> Just like that. And, um, so, yeah, so, so we've done that. And freaking, yeah, I was lucky I didn't burst my insides yeah. the amount of pressure because he just gone on with the tap. Um, as obviously with these ones, and in, if you know what you're doing, you don't do that, you use low pressure. But I mm. always get paranoid about temperature changes. Well, yeah, there's that too. Well, if somebody sends it on a tap somewhere and you've all of a sudden got boiling water going up your butt instead of, yeah, that's always my paranoia with those styles. I see that. Anyway, so she always uses that style, whereas all the other girls at work that douche, we have little hand douches and we go into the toilet and fill them up from the tap and, and do it that way. Yeah. So, but she, so then she's always pushing the shit down the drain as when she cleans out and um somebody complained about it and then that got to management and so the management was sort of made the comment or something somehow it got to the builder that was renovating the bathroom and so and he's come out and gone don't worry I've put in this type of drain that you can't force stuff down so we'll catch her out trying to push the shit down it and she'll never do it again and I'm like no, don't. What the fuck? Like, we need to be able to push it down the train. The top. fucking clients shit in the showers. Oh, my God. See, people with dicks not talking to each other and not figuring. He's obviously never visited a parlour. <laughs> people that own the business have never worked the room. So do they not listen to the people who work there? Is this just like... Is, this sounds like every other company where it's management not listening to their workers where the workers are saying, this is an issue, and they're going, I don't see this shit on the floor. Yeah, yeah, you get that in every single company, exactly. So, yeah, and and this is the thing, and this is one of my things that I don't feel, I feel if you're managing a parlour, like if you're working on the desk of management, you need to have worked rooms previously to yeah. be able to understand the challenges Mm-hmm. that you face in the room 
I, sort of know, I think every person in management, regardless of what industry they're in, should work the front, what the do whatever the frontline workers do as well, because you can't yeah, yeah. effectively manage people until you have seen things from their perspective. Hmm. So until you've had to push this shit down the hole with fucking with your own toe. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and I gotta laugh. Um, normally the person that's on reception uh work they do the washing. So mm. uh, some parlors they outsource their washing, but our parlor we do it all on site. And normally the person on the reception is the one that puts it all in the machines. Um, because I'm a a scat specialist as well. Mm. And so I'll get some messy clients coming in. I was going to say, do you have those big industrial machines so you can sterilise shit? Not shit literally because I know you want to get rid of it, but you know what I mean? (laughs) We put a bit of extra stuff in when we do those loads. But, yeah, yeah, well, I, like, walk out with these sheets and everything and I just and they're like looking at me you can see the look of horror on the receptionist's face going ah, and I just go don't worry I'll, I'll put this load on for <laughs> <me."> <laughs> well that's like back before that we had um all the disposable nappies and everything and all mum used to use cloth nappies I know they used to hang them up on the back line and just hose it all off on the ground could have just done that yeah. and you have a beautiful sweet peas next year <laughs> ground only problem being in the, the city we don't really have a ground <laughs> there's a, a oh, i can't even remember what city it was now and they're making a law that every uh, rooftop in the city has to have either solar panels or a garden on it and you can have a garden on yours and you can have beautiful fertilizer and vegetables probably don't eat them yourself <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great but we could do it. Um, we've got a chicken um, processing factory across from us, uh-huh. and they throw out all these chicken cuts in their big friggin' bins. You know the big bins, the industrial size bins. The skips, that, yeah. Yeah. So they throw it out in that, and by the end of the week, it's starting to get pretty fucking rank. And oh, it's mad. Be fucking whiffy, man. Oh, yeah, the smell travels over, especially in summer. We'll be sitting inside and we'll have opened up the windows to try and get some air and then it'll be like, no, close the windows, close the windows. Oh, wow. That's that's rancid. They don't have medicine because that's a breeding ground for horribleness. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't see how it's legit. No. But anyway, that's what they do. So I could just imagine, like, they've got their rank rotten chicken smell coming out and then we're out there on the nature strip hosing off shit, <laughs> <laughs> which would be great for the cafe next door. Oh, well. I'm very lovable. Oh, God. I'm one of those people watchers. They can sit out the front and just watch the battle and then, Everyone has to wear masks anyway. They shouldn't be able to smell it. <laughs> oh, again, the lady next door would love that. On the other side of us, we got this lady. I don't know. Oh, I, can't, I don't know what their business is actually, but they got some sort of business next to us. And apparently, her husband pervs on us. I don't know. I've never seen him. I just headed into work and do my own thing. But the <laughs> smokers sit outside to smoke, so they notice shit, you know. But I don't smoke. So she hates this and she's always putting in complaints to councils and stuff and writing stuff in newspapers and everything, trying to get us in it. And she like full on sits there watching and taking video. Oh. Yeah, she'll full on do take video of us and everything. 
And I think she really hates you. I think she secretly likes you. <laughs> well, maybe if she didn't keep trying to get us shut down, then maybe I, I, I'd go that. But no, she um she keeps trying to get us shut down. Um, like a, like a microphone, you're saying that he hates black people, but actually he wants to be with them. We should offer her a job. We've got an Asian lady in her 60s working there. Why not? Why not? Sex is yeah. for everyone. Yeah. It's supposed to be, it's just pleasure. <laughs> yeah, no, she'd have a field day with us washing down, hosing down the shit on the freaking pages. <laughs> There'd be one for her to give to the newspapers and that. <laughs> Some people have too much time. Yes, yes, they do. But, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to do something productive, like talk about how we're raised, like, because you've got two teenage boys. and I do. Um, Yes, and how, like, you approach raising them, you know, your approaches to discussing sex and stuff around them, but we've we've hit an hour. We talk about sex <laughs> randomly and all the time. It's not a hidden topic in our house that turns up on albums <laughs> and in songs and all kinds of things, and quite often we'll be driving along. We listen to a lot of heavy metal and rap and stuff in our house. So the songs can be quite explicit. So I quite often hit pause and say to my kids, do you know what that meant? Sometimes they do, and sometimes they find out. <laughs> oh, case in point, one of my kids went to a birthday party the other day, and the kids then were talking about uh, madams, and they were calling other women madam, and my son said, you can't say that because that's the lady who runs a brothel. And the parents said, well, that's right, but how do you know that? And he said, I have a mother. <laughs> my son is very odd. So, yes, I educate my kids a lot. It's always at a level that they understand and I let them lead with their questions and I understand by their questions how much they're willing to know and, and by their face expressions and running away sometimes when they've had enough. <laughs> but, yes, they know a lot and nothing's hidden in our house. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might get you to come back on another time if that's okay with you and we can discuss that more in depth and hopefully figure out the technical side of things a bit better to get your sound quality a bit better as well. Yes. Because people whinge if I make the episode too long. You'd think they'd love just getting more of us for free, <laughs> but no, they whinge. They go, oh, my God, it takes too long to listen to. I'm like, fuck me. You wait until the world goes back to normal and you're stuck for an hour, get driving to bloody work each day in city traffic. You'll be grateful for long episodes then. <laughs> you get to the end, you're like, oh shit, we've got another 10 minutes to work. I've got to radio stations are shit now. Phenomenal. They're playing the same music they were when I was a kid and my mum was listening to the radio. It's the same fucking music. It's stupid. <laughs> So, yeah, on that note, uh, we might leave it. It's, say, about an hour even after I've edited it and um, added all the bits and pieces. Wonderful. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed being on the show today. I have. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed my time with you today. Yeah, that's okay. I, when I put the suggestion out, people said, yes, we would love to hear from your bestie. I said, your wish is my command and I'll make it happen. And, yeah, and mm-hmm. so... Here we are talking threesomes and and shits and showers and all sorts of things. <laughs> and all <those> wonderful things. <laughs> and we're about to talk about it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that has been episode 9.1 of My Mum is a Porn Star, um, Mum Unleashed. And, and you are? I am Hayley. Yeah, yeah, Hayley. Yeah, and I am Honey, otherwise known as Miss Honey Analverker. Everybody gets sexually educated. Bye.
You can find us on Patreon and Facebook under the pages My Mum is a Porn Star. You can find us on Twitter at Mum Porn Star, capital M, capital P. And on Insta, My Mum is a P underscore Porn Star. That's My Mum is a Porn Star with an underscore after the P. Intro music credit to Ruben Wall for funky porno music and outro music credit to Birthday Loyalty Club for sex pants. And if you're lucky, after the outro music, you might even find some outtakes. I see there with your sexy genders, checking me out in my hot suspenders. Looking at my nice shirt, checking your hips, looking down at my pants and licking your lips. Cut a hole in the crotch and a clit hang loose, cut a gap in the back for my big caboose. You're smithing hard for the vibes I'm sending, I'm in my sex pants. Hate and pending. Sex pants, that's what I'm wearing, they keep staring at my sex Vesuvius, 79 AD. We love you.